Welcome to MPT Podcast. This is Pastor Tim Wilbanks. We pray that this Word of God will bless your life and ministry increase God's blessing upon you. First Corinthians 12 and 10, thank you so much for being here tonight. I know it's been a hard day for you. Remember those that are sick. To another the working of miracles, another prophecy, another discerning of spirits, another diverse kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. Tonight, I'm going to bring you one on working of miracles. And let's ask the Lord to touch us tonight and uh, touch our minds and our spirits and come together with oneness and unity. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for your mighty spirit and your mighty power. And God, as I walked in this auditorium, I felt your presence as those saints of God edified you in praise and worship. I ask, Father, tonight that you'll saturate this room, God, with your anointing. And God, I pray as the word of the word comes out tonight that it will... God, build faith and open eyes and give direction, Father, in Jesus' name. I can't do this without you, Lord. I cannot bring this word without your approval, without your anointing. I'm asking that your hand be upon me and upon these great people tonight. Bless this time and this hour. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody shout amen. amen. Give him some kind of praise. God bless you, saints. You can be seated. No one, no one, no one, no one can work a miracle simply by exercise of his own will. This is by the very act of God, and he is the one who gives the power to see a miracle take place. Matthew 13 and 54 tells me and you this, and when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogues in so much that they were astonished and said, Which hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? You see, the word dynamis is, a, is, a, is a translated a mighty works. Other Bible versions calls it a miraculous power. But the people here I read were amazed at Jesus' wisdom and the miracles and said, in effect, where did all these miracles come from? Where did they come from? He, he's just a carpenter. He's just a carpenter's son. How is he able to do these mighty miracles that we're seeing him perform? And Acts 2 and 22 tells me and you this. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man that's approved of God. Among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you as you yourself also know. It was God who approved him to do the miracles and wonders and signs that you saw. Peter referred to Jesus that way. You see, Jesus was anointed with the very spirit of God in him. He performed these miracles. He performed wonders and signs. And if you will look at the word, the working of miracles is plural. It's not just working of a miracle. It's working of miracles. If God did one miracle, he can do multiple more miracles. Mark 9 and 38 said this church about him. And John answered him saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name. He followeth not us and forbid, and forbid him because he followeth not us. But Jesus said, forbid him not. Don't stop him. For there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that lightly speak evil of me. You can't do a miracle and speak evil of me, he said. You see, Jesus referred to casting out evil spirits in his name as a miracle. So if someone is released of a spirit, you cast it out right before your eyes, that's a miracle that took place. In Acts 8 and 6, he tells us, and he said, The people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Oh, for unclean spirit, for the miracles he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them and many taken 
with, with palsy and that were lame and were healed. You see, right here it tells us that the great miracles that were done, Simon saw were not just the paralyzed and the lame being visibly healed, but there was a connection, listen to this, there was a connection between a miracle and deliverance. There was a connection between a miracle and deliverance. See, Acts 19, 11, and 12, what if someone could be delivered from something, it would be really noted as a miracle. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Oh, so that from his body were brought under the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and the disease departed from them and evil spirits went out of them. The, the aprons that Paul and the clothes that Paul wore when he preached, they cut them up in the prayer cloths and they took them out to the sick and just laid it on their bodies and the disease were healed immediately from that. So you see, hear me church tonight, there is a connection between a miracle woo, and deliverance. A miracle is a, a demonstration of the very power of God. If we see a miracle take place, blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped, lame walk, that is a miracle. It comes from the very power of the Almighty God. I have seen some here in America, but I've seen many. When I was in Ethiopia for two weeks on that crusade with Brother Guy, I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen like the lame walk. I've seen demons cast out. Never forget, we was at, at, at Addis Ababa. We was down in the jungles. Me and Brother Voskis and Brother uh, Run Linville was only three there. Uh, uh, white folks there out of 65,000 and some of them had never seen a white man before and we had military guards around us we had army guards that were around us and I, we asked why are these guards around us they said we're not about 15 miles from the border of Som uh, Somalia and said the word is y'all going to be here and they could try to come and kidnap y'all and take you there for hostage. And I said, oh my God. Me and Brother Run looked at our military guys and said, AK-47, yeah. Can we hold it? Yeah. We took the clip out, put it back in two or three times. Okay, here. If they kill you, we're getting your gun. But I saw, we saw miracles happen. But one of the greatest things I saw was our stage was six foot up off the ground. And, and uh, people, we got, I got a video in my office of it. Thousands, thousands, as far as your eye could see, was jumping and leaping and praising God. And all of a sudden around the stage, here come a woman that had a grass skirt on and nothing above and had all kinds of feathers in her hair and had dead chickens in her hand and she was slinging blood everywhere and throwing cursing. And, and Brother Yadu, Yadu, he said, I said, who, who is that? He said, she's the witch that's in the village and she's come to bind the service and, and trying to control the atmosphere, she's saying. And suddenly two of the missionaries jumped off the stage, threw her down, and began to cast that spirit out in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And in just a few moments, that woman was delivered from demonic spirits and she began to weep and began to cry and God filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and she began to speak with other tongues. She began to speak with other tongues and, and they went and baptized the witch of the village. It's a spiritual deliverance. It's a spiritual, that's a miracle. A miracle is the demonstration of the very power of God Almighty. John 9, chapter 1 he tells us, and Jesus passed by, and he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? What's the reason of it? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God 
should be made manifest in him. In other words, Jesus said the reason that he's born blind, that people could see the mighty work of God through him. When he had thus spoken, he spat, Jesus spat on the ground. He made a clay of spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. Verse 6 said, and said unto him, Go, now wash in the pool of Shalom, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way therefore and washed and came sin. Now ain't it amazing? The man's got a hunk of mud in both eyes, and he's telling him to go wash now. You go wash. Jesus anointed the eyes of a blind man with clay told him to wash in the pool of Shalom. He went, he washed, and immediately he was able to see. It was not, it was not the clay itself that healed the man. When he obeyed Jesus, instructions by the act of faith and washed in the pool by the act of faith, he washed in the pool, the Spirit of God responded to his obedience and performed a miracle. It was by his obedience to the words of Jesus that God gave him a miracle. You see, the power, saint of God of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Spirit of God, turned the clay into eyes. I believe that. Well, I think he washed them out. I don't care what you're thinking. I think God said, you know why? This is why. I believe Jesus put clay on the man's eyes just to advertise that he is still the creator and that any time he can cause by faith perform a miracle. Amen. Jesus can make clay in the flesh. Genesis 2 and 7, I'll prove it. And the Lord God formed man from the clay of the ground and then breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Man become a living soul. So Jesus can take clay and make eyeballs. Jesus is the creator. But faith is the power to move God to perform a miracle. It's faith. The man obeyed Jesus by going down to the pool and washing his eyes. And because he washed his eyes, God gave him a miracle. In Hebrews 11 and 6, oh, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. Now, some of this might be boring to some of you. We hold on. This really gets my good, good stuff here. You may not be into this, but I'm really into it. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. The reason so many of you sit here frustrated, if somebody would preach me a word, maybe it'd stir me up and be so deep in death, I could stay awake or I could really get some. Let me tell you something. The problem is, is your faith. It's my faith when I don't get what I, what I need. It's my faith. It ain't what somebody preaches. It's my faith. Acts 3 and 2 says it, saints. You see, and a certain man laying from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful. Ask alms of them. Entered into the temple. Who seeing Peter suddenly sees Peter and John about to go into the temple and he asked, give me some alms, I want some alms. Peter fastened his eyes upon this crippled man. John said, looked upon, he said, look upon us, look at us. He gave heed unto them, he looked at them, expecting to receive something from their hand. And Peter said, silver and gold, I don't have, we broke, have none. But such as I have, I give I thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now look at this. And Peter took him by the right hand. Now here I'm going to get Here's what we're going to get in the, in the message. And lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received the strength. 
Here's where the miracle started. And he leaping stood up, walked, entered with them in the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Now you listen. While the man still sitting there, Peter stretched forth his hand, lifted him up. When the man began to rise up, he was healed. You rarely ever see anyone heal just sitting passively. Nobody's going to be delivered. I, I told the Lord today and yesterday and Monday, I said, I'm tired of not seeing deliverance and I'm sick and tired of not seeing things we prayed for. And the Lord spoke to me about this. And it ain't Jesus and it ain't me. It's the one responding. It ain't even biblical. It's my fault. Or gee, it's the one responding passively. Oh, God deliver you. I remember as a young man, I went hooked on dope, pills, alcohol, cocaine, meth, porn, and nothing like that. I was a young man, but I feared God. And when the word of God was preached, I thought I was going to die and go to hell. Anybody been there? That every sound that sounded, you thought the trump was being sounded. Jesus was coming. Anybody? I mean, I was that young. And man, when the preacher preached that night, I ran to the office, altar. I didn't kind of, nobody had to come, put the arm around me. Come on, please go to the altar. Jesus loves you. Come on, you're going to hell. No. I wanted the Holy Ghost, and I wanted to be saved as a young man. And I remember I hurried to the altar. If you want a miracle or deliverance, you don't sit there passively and somebody have to beg you. If you want a miracle, you gotta move. I said you gotta get up yourself and move for a miracle. Oh, you rarely see anybody healed just sitting there passively. You gotta do something to exercise your faith. James 2 and 20. The faith without works is dead. To see a miracle, it's important to get people to move a small act, a small act of movement <laughs> starts faith. Brother Scott, he, Peter stuck his hand out and the man stuck his hand out. That was a small part of the man's faith. He knew he didn't have no money because he saw his hand. But he said, here. He took his hand. He said, now rise up. And the man just said, keep sitting there. Oh, you don't know how long I've been here. You don't know how long I've been there. I believe spirits in churches. I'm just going to pastor. I'm going to write a book when I retire when I'm 85. When somebody gets sick or afflicted, there's other people that feed off that spirit. Okay, I'll go on. The moment that people begin to act, things begin to happen. I remember, you got to understand this. The woman with the issue of blood had tried everything. But when Jesus came by, she saw him and she pushed herself through the crowd. It didn't say Jesus said, oh, you sit right there, honey. I know you've lost all your income and you've tried everything. Honey, you sit right there. I'm going to come to you. That's the mentality of some sick folk. That's the mentality of some sick folk. But faith works like this. She said, if I can touch the hem of his garment. It didn't even say 
She said, I'll be made whole. If I can touch. She got up and began to press through the flesh and the crowd to touch his hem. It was her faith and her actions. My God, if you need a miracle, quit sitting there and walking out the door. Get up, walk down here with your hands lifted and say, I believe, anoint me with all, pray in the prayer of faith, and I'll be healed. I believe the same thing with deliverance and spirits. If you're bound, my God, act like you believe Jesus will never deliver you. Get up out of your pew, walk down here and say, I believe. I believe and have faith. He'll deliver me. We got to act like it. What about blind Bartimaeus? He'd been blind so long. He'd been blind, blind. He heard Jesus coming by. Whoo, I feel it now. I feel it on me. Oh, he heard Jesus coming by. My God, he'd been blind. He heard Jesus come by. And, 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 and I hear it and I hear some. Oh, Jesus, look at that poor old blind man. Look at that poor old blind man. Look at that poor old lady. Blind Barnum heard Jesus is coming by. You ain't waiting on God to give you a miracle. God's waiting on you to believe he can give you a miracle. You listen to this. Blind Barnabas began to scream, Oh, oh Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He began to scream, began to scream, began to scream. He finally got their attention. They're trying to shut him up. Shut up, man. He said, oh, you can be quiet. I ain't shutting up. When you want a miracle and you want a breakthrough, you're going to tell every devil of hell to shut its mouth, get out of your house, get out of your life. I ain't listening to you. I know who can deliver me. I know who can set me free. And I'm not sitting here no longer in this darkness. I'm going to be healed. I'm going to be delivered. In the name of Jesus, he'll heal my mind. He'll heal my thoughts. He can heal you. If he set a witch free from demons and filled her with the Holy Ghost, I saw it. Call Brother Voxus. Call Brother Ron Linville. We saw it. I got it on video. It's the person who wants it. Oh, hold on. Four men who carried the man lame to Jesus. Woo! They saw obstacles in the way. Let me know they could have dropped that man, turned around, and walked out. But thank God, Brother Scott, there's some people that's got faith. We can still get in there. It was Josh, Brother Steve. We, 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 we can still get in there. Sister Mary, we can still get in there. Come on, folks. I don't care. This is me, and I know how we are, and I know how I am. I know how my mind thinks, but I've been fighting myself and changing. I know our minds think that there's nothing that can happen to Sister Darlene. It's going to get worse. But what if? What if? Not just speaking words. Speaking words ain't doing nothing. But somebody's got to touch the hem of his garment with faith. And the power of the Almighty God can change any situation. Come on. I don't care what we hear, what we see. Come on, folks. Oh, come on. Some of you need to have faith for your own situation. Oh, my God. My Lord. Peter, as Peter started to lift the man up, that's when spiritual, supernatural power of God strengthened the ankles of this man and straightened his legs. It was the power of God that did it. It wasn't Peter. Too many men try to become superstars nowadays. 
because God uses them in some form or fashion. They get this attitude that there's some, Lee called me somebody the other day and I'm trying to blow on him. Me and was goofing off and he called me some preacher, you know. And I said, be cast out. Somebody God uses because of their faith. And they try to be a superhero. They get an attitude. They'll come in and sit down like, I'm special. You ain't nothing. I ain't nothing without him. I remember trying to count up today. It was in the year that the tornado come through mom's house, mom dad's house. I just come home from Illinois. Brother Juan had prophesied to me in that little church over there. He said, "You have made the devil mad. You have made him very angry because God is using you, and many things are happening." He said, "He's going to try to take your family." Anybody remember? Going to try to take your family. He said, but during it all, God's going to save you and your family. I just came home from Illinois preaching for Brother Paul Carter. Marion, Illinois. Hillsboro, Illinois. Eight-hour drive. Hillsboro, Illinois. Boy, he had a church. And uh, I love Brother Sister Carter. And I grew, the, the, the church loved me after a while. <laughs> and after the Lord used this old country boy and built their faith, people began to get the Holy Ghost. But I never forget one night, I was preaching on the right side of the two rows of pews. There was this great lady of God that came in, and I, I had, I didn't, she always sat at the back, and I didn't know her. Always worshiped God and smiled and very kind, and I, I didn't know nothing was wrong. And as I was preaching, the Spirit of the Lord prompted me very strong to tell her to stand up in the name of Jesus, God healing her tonight. And the church stopped and looked around. I didn't know what was in. She bent down for a little bit. Got a hold of the back of the front pew, pulled herself up, and began to ease herself out into the aisle. When she stepped out in the aisle, I almost fainted. Suddenly, braces began to fall off her legs she had undone. She had wore them since she was a kid. That night, God healed her. And she never warm no more. Sometimes God blinds you from stuff. He gives you faith to speak and it happens. I'm here to tell you now. I didn't print cards, the miracle worker. I didn't put it on Facebook or somebody write me a book of who, what I did greatly. No, I got scared. Because I know when you start doing things of God, that devil's going to come after you. Let me tell you something. Ask Jesus if it don't. Ask Peter. Ask Paul. Ask the great apostle if he don't come after you. But you hear me, I never forget when it fell off of her, the spirit of the church changed. People began to be filled with the Holy Ghost, deliverance from meth, dope, alcoholism began to come out of that church. People's lives were put back together. I went back four or five times and preached revival. From We seen a mighty hand of God work. It wasn't by me, but it was by the supernatural power of God Almighty. God can still perform miracles. It may not be in the Bible day, may not be in Ethiopia, but we can still have miracles. You see this, in the scriptures you will find 
an act of faith triggered a miracle. Every time you'll find a, an act of faith triggered a miracle. Sometimes it is a very simple act of faith. A simple act of faith. Now I want, I want all of you from the back to the front to listen to this. When the woman, Sarah woman that was broke, when the prophet stood out her door, everybody listen, pay attention. The Holy Ghost spoke this to me today. When the prophet is outside the gate, he looked in and she was in picking up sticks. He said, bring me a drink of water. She walks away. Go cook me a morsel of bread and bring it to him. She stops, everybody look, and says, I was picking up sticks to cook my last meal for me and my son was going to eat and die. Let me tell you something. If you want your life to change, some of you want better jobs, better life, better spiritual walk with God, but you don't want to step out like Peter. You want to make sure it's concrete before you step out. That's what's wrong with you. You ain't going to see no supernatural act of God's power working your life when it's like Peter, step out. Uh-uh. You, you, you don't want to step out because God's supernatural power ain't going to work in your life when you say, make sure it's concrete. If I'm on now. When you want a supernatural act of God's power, I don't care if it is water. God said, step out. You got to step out by faith knowing that God's going to turn the water into ice and you can walk on it. You know why? Because he's a creator. Some of you need to cast fear out of your life. Tell it to leave. If you want to progress and to grow, you need to say this is the day. I'm stepping out. He'd make, come on, folks. You know what I'm talking about. You want something solid before you step out. And God said, if you don't trust me, you can't see none of my supernatural power work. That's good right there. This is what some of you are doing. Look at me. Look at me. Then after you feel that solid, God ain't doing that. You hear me? The woman said, this is all we got. Notice what she did. Prophet said, go cook me one. Bring me the bread and your barrel shall be filled. Brother Scott, she didn't go in there and measure She didn't go in there and doubt God. I get, that lady went in there and got the last scoop, took the barrel, turned it upside down, and knocked every, every slice of flour, meal, or whatever's in there. She got it all out, took her finger in there and raked it all out. Come on, because she trusted in what God told her. If you want to see the supernatural act of God work in your life, you got to tell, I, I want to feel, God can't do nothing marvelous in your life or supernatural, but that's doubting. Trusting him and having faith to see miracles take place is when God said, go cook your last meal, Okay. And if he's going to tell you to do something, then he's going to tell you, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to fill your barrels full. Come on now. I'm going to fill your house full. It's like at, it's like at Apostolic Conference last year, Brother Dylan spoke and said, God said, if you, whatever you give tonight, God will give you a thousand fold back. That Friday while we was there, the mission, the mission driver who gave, what, 5,000, something like that, got up while he was there in the conference, got a phone call back home. A man called him and said, when you get back, I got a check for $600,000 to give you. See, some of you said that stories are far off. That story could be right here in this house. But we got to quit doubting God. 
Come on, folks. That supernatural power is in this house. It's here right now. It's in this room. But somebody's got to have faith to get up and step out and say, I believe, God, you're going to do it for my life. You're going to heal me. You're going to deliver me. You're going to move my life spiritually in Jesus' name. My God, you feel what I feel? God, I feel the Holy Ghost. When Moses and Israel, Moses and Israel arrived at Marriott, the water was bitter. They could not drink it. Moses cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. See, God shows you what to do to get better. Oh, I didn't ask God for patience when I tell you that. I just told him I'm going to learn to deal with it. But I have found out, and I keep records, I, keep, I write records, that somebody has a problem at a certain time of year. But Scott, I promise you as a pastor for 38 years, if that person don't deal with that problem and get it out of their life, that next year, it's coming back. Same time, same era, same quarter, same month. I keep records of you. I keep records of how you miss. I keep records of your activity, of how you go through things. That's how I know my sheep. I know you. I know when some get go through storms and stuff and adversities, some of you are guilty of not coming and giving to God, but you're guilty of pulling away from the church and trying to take care of it on your own. Because you know why? You say you're strong, but when certain pressure gets on your shoulder, you fold up and turn away from him. Why are you getting quiet? But I've come to tell you there's a mighty God in our presence. He still performs miracles. Do you believe that? Okay. He still performs miracles, Brother Matt. No matter what we see, what we hear, he's still a miracle worker. But it's according to our faith that makes him work. The woman with the issue of blood, her act of faith calls her barrels to be filled. You can sit there all night. You can sit there every service. You can sit there all year, but it's your act of faith that causes God supernatural power to work in your life. That's all through the Bible. Faith without works is dead. The devil ain't even going to leave your house if you don't get the stuff of the devil out of your house. Do I need to call it out? If you don't get it out, you can't have deliverance. You got to get it out of your house. Say, get it out. You got to get it out. You got to get fed up. I believe the woman that had to said, hey, man, we're going to die. This is it. She said, I'm tired of living like this. I guarantee she'd been going on for a while. She'd been barely getting by, counting her pennies, counting her meal, measuring it out, Sister Kelly. said, we don't have many days. And she was saying, I'm getting tired. Oh, this ain't good, honey. And she was imagining, I'm going to have to one day look at my son starve or I'll die before him. These things was haunting her. It was going over and over and over and over and over in her mind. Till she said, hold on. The prophet said, if I'll do this, my house shall be blessed. Why don't we take God's word? If we'll do this. You sit there. You, you still ain't got it. If I do what he says, he'll do what he says he'll do. He won't fail us. He'll come through for us. Somebody praise him like you know him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
me hurry. But Jody, go get my wife. I'm not going to get through. Is anybody hearing anything? Is anybody? Thank you, sir. That's great. Yeah. You're going to be prettier than your mom and them one day. That's a good boy right there. Remember when, I, remember when I got my mind on it? My wife and I was bragging on our guys sitting here the night. They're some handsome dudes. And they're good kids, too. And I'm glad I'm honored to pastor you, Logan. Amen. The Holy Ghost spoke to me this today. Don't you hear me? You listen. Moses cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When we cry out to God how to get better spiritually or in life, there's three things I check every day in my life. Brother Eddie, these are, these are three things, Brother Scott. Brother Josh, I work on three things every day in my life. Three things. Brother Josh, three things. Spirit is number one. Flesh is number two. Finances is number three. Whatever I sow, I shall reap. If I sow good now, I'm going to have a good harvest. That's why I'm, I pray and Work on my spirit, my attitude, my thought process, my heart, my attitude, everything. Every day I work on my spirit. I'm trying to add to it. My flesh, do whatever you want to do. That's your, that's your conviction. But I don't want to be 70 years old, 75, and can't get around. I, I, I pray, and it absolutely kills me when I see some of my elders hurt. It kills me. They've worked all their life and gave themselves to working and producing and getting by. And I see their life affected by it. But I know if God gave Caleb at 85 years old the strength to take his mountain, God give my elders strength to take their mountain. That's been my prayer. Financially, ask God for wisdom and guidance how to control and expand and to grow in my finances and to be, be a good steward over it. But you see, when Moses cried out, if we cry out, God tells us what to do. If God tells you what to do to turn the water sweeter, you got to do it. So you listen to me, the tree itself. Did not, you understand, when he threw the tree in the water, the water became sweet. Now the tree itself did not sweeten the water. It was the power of the Almighty God and the obedience of Moses that made the water sweeter. Now you got to look at one thing. Moses didn't take this tree and go over there and do this right here. Are you watching? He didn't take that tree. Go. Commentators say, Brother Eddie, he'd do it like me and you. He slung it. Oh, are y'all getting this? He took that tree. He made a splash. You understand? You're not going to get a miracle or breakthrough being passive. If you want to break through a miracle and the supernatural power of God to work, you got to be you got to get up and you got to do some kind of small act of faith to God and say, "I believe when the man stretched forth his hand, that was an act of faith. I believe what you said, he's going to hit you. I'm going to rise up." God's waiting on somebody to do a small act of faith and God's going to give you a miracle. 
I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Come on, Shatoria Katoriandeata. I feel it in the room. I feel it in the room. I feel him in the room. Come on. He's waiting on a small act of faith for him to touch your life, to turn him around, to raise you up, to heal you. Come on, come on. Some of you got it on you. Some of you have it on you. Some of you have it on you. Some of you have it on you. Come on, a small act of faith. Just 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 a small act of faith. Come on, it's a small act of faith. Just a small act of faith. Hey. Hey. I won't try to break it down simple like it's that going two pages in notes. It's like this, but Scott. It's like this, but Josh. If God said, I'm going to deliver you if you lay it down, what are you supposed to do? Is that an act of faith? Yes, sir. That's an act of faith. That's an act of faith. God's going to honor your act of faith. I'm going to lay it down. There it is, God. I, I, give, I give it up. That's an act of faith. Come on. Come on. You say, you say I, I trust God. God's going to promote my life. God's been waiting on you to promote you. He's been trying to get you to, to move. and You, you want it to be concrete. If you want to go where he's at, he said, come on, Peter. He said, can I come to you? Yeah, step out. If you want to come to where Jesus is at, you've got to step out. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There's one thing I kill in my life every day. I don't have no pride. Not no pride. Not no haughty pride. Uh-uh. I don't have that. You get, a, you get a pride about you like you, 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 you famous. You know what happened to Satan? Satan thought he could be God. God said, hold on. Ain't only but one God. And some God gave me a revelation on. I'm going to preach on Sunday, son. Did you know God predestined salvation? Just predestined. He predestined salvation. He predestined us. He, he, before the worlds were formed, he had already planned. And you say, well, if he had it planned, what did he let the devil? He didn't let the devil do nothing. He gave man a free will choice. He didn't want to force me and you to serve him or love him or worship him. He wanted us to love him that we chose to love him. Get, get, get. Brother Eddie, I know you'll like this. This is, this is I, haven't done, I haven't had to do a lot of reading to get this. And I'm taking a lot of notes Predestined is, did you know he predestined us to have salvation? It was a predestination. He already planned it. Did you already know he predestined us where we're going to go? But did you know? Oh, yeah, I don't care. It's, it's, I'm telling the truth. It's Bible. I, it, I don't, you're believe, I, I'm telling it's Bible. He predestined us. He predestined the plan of salvation. He predestined heaven. He already had plans. But it's my determination if it works. He said the steps of a good man are ordered by God. But you know, some men try to go places God never predestined them to go. And that's where they mess up. Ask Adam and Eve. Well, I, I'm like, I don't care what you think. If, if God didn't order your steps and you try to go there, you're going to be messed up. But I'm so glad he gave me a plan before I got here. He knew me in my mother's womb. Saying to God, I feel the mighty power of the Holy Ghost. And we're going to close with this. God's just looking for a, a small act of faith where he can perform a supernatural power 
a miracle in your life. He's, that's all he's looking for. He's looking for you to act on faith. And some of you, can I say this kindly to you, please? If, if the Holy Ghost comes in here and you feel faith rising, you need healing, you shouldn't be begged to get up out of us. It's like when Brother T.L. Smith here praying for the sick, and, and, and we're about to go home. He's been here two hours, and some stinking, rotten old spirit will get up at the last five minutes. We wish we didn't be here sweating, tired, and praying for everybody, and comes walking in from behind. Get yourself out of the way. You've had two hours to come up here. If you feel faith, don't wait. Act out what you, I, I got to go get pray. I feel it. I don't care if I am preaching. If you feel, you feel that unction of God, show him that small act. Oh. Ah. Come on, church. I'm going to say this. If you got, a, you got something in your life, you're holding on to it. Do a small act of faith. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw it away. Here it is, God. Now, I'm, I'm going to do this because you asked me. I'm throwing it away. Now, I'm asking you to fill my barrel. Because if you'll fill my barrel, I can live through this. Let me heard from the Lord. Can you lift your hearts and hands? And I want you to do it for yourself. I don't know what God will speak to you. I don't know what your small act of faith needs to be. But maybe, I know I believe the Lord can speak to you. If it's cutting down a tree, throwing in the water, if it's stretching forth your hand, or if it's going to barrels of meal, and what, I want him to speak. Will you pray before we go? Would you ask him, what is my small act? God, what, what? And I believe some of you already know. You already know. You already know. You, all, you already know it. Come on, church. Come on, that small act, Holy Ghost. Come on, I, I, some of you are praying. I, I see it on you. I see some of you are serious tonight. You're serious in the Holy Ghost. We pray today that this word has blessed you, ministered to the needs of your life. Until next time, God bless you.